When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, joined by Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Mike T, we appreciate the time. Good to have you with us. And let's just uh, get right to it with the changes that have been made so far. Kind of lay out for me how you look at these jobs right now and the decisions that have been made, especially with Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, uh, good to be with you guys. Look, that seemed just to be the obvious decision. They've lost 10 out of the last 12, and uh, things were just going backwards. And I think this is a pretty complicated situation because with Tyler Murray's contract, he'll be there for the next couple of years. So you got to bring in a head coach that you know can get the most out of Tyler Murray, who probably won't even be ready on opening day given when he had hurt his knee. And this is a situation where this team was just going uh, backwards for a number of years. They're going to need somebody, in my opinion, with experience that could try to reestablish credibility for the franchise. Mike T., right now we have five coaching vacancies in the NFL. Can you give me the best job and the worst job of the five? Just as a refresher, the Arizona Cardinals, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans. uh, Those are the openings that we have in the National Football League. Where are the jobs that's attractive to you? What's the job that's the least attractive to you? Yeah, I think the easiest one to me is Carolina. You know, Steve Wilkes has gone 6-6 six and six, um, over the last 12 weeks, and that's the 16th best record, and that's without his starting quarterback and best player in Christian McCaffrey. So the fact that they could be at 500, I think Steve Wilkes has earned the job, and I think it's a team that if you had a representative NFL quarterback, they're a good team and could win the South next year. We know the NFC South isn't good. Um, you know, you look at a team like, um, well, Denver, I think, if you can figure out the quarterback, should be pretty good. But I think the Colts is probably the team that has the longest way to go because of the uncertainty at quarterback position. And a lot of their core players just didn't play well this year, and I'm not sure how many foundational pieces you actually have. Mike Tannenbaum, he is, of course, ESPN's NFL front office insider, joining Canty and Carlin. Uh, Mike, um, when it comes to... Denver, and we've heard about Sean Payton. You made reference to it being a better job if you can figure out what's going on with Russell Wilson. Is Sean Payton a guy that can quite simply fix Russell Wilson? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about what he did with Drew Brees, another height-deficient quarterback, and if I'm sure I'm paying, it's pretty easy, guys. It's $20 million a year and seven years. So the Bills won 40, and give New Orleans a first-round pick, and you know, let's get going. Um, you know, from a standpoint of Denver, they're going to have him for the next two years. So you've got to figure out a way to get the most out of Russell Wilson. And I think Sean Payne is one of the few people on the planet that can get that done. Talking to our resident general manager, Mike Tannenbaum, on Candy and Carlin. And Mike T, you've been the steward of two NFL franchises. You've been around teams that have championship ex- uh, expectations. The Dallas Cowboys certainly fit that bill. Just how much pressure is Mike McCarthy going into this postseason with? Oh, I think he's under a lot of pressure. And 
What's interesting about that, Chris, like if they got to the championship game, I wouldn't be surprised. If they lost to Tampa on Monday night, I wouldn't be surprised. They're really a hard team to figure out because they have a really high ceiling. They did win 12 games. We got to give them their credit. But gosh, you know, be it Jacksonville, uh, even against the win against Philly, they looked pretty inconsistent against Gardner Minshew. They looked awful yesterday. And, you know, if you're not going to play your starters, don't play your starters. But they just didn't look prepared. So I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Coach McCarthy to win a, a game or two in the playoffs. Mike, what about Brandon Staley? Do you feel like he's in a good spot, uh, even if they lose this week because he did make the playoffs this year? Yeah, I think the bar's a lot lower for the Chargers and the Cowboys. And I think they're an ascending team. You know, look, they didn't have Rashawn Slayer. They're a very good left tackle for a big part of the season, nor Joey Bosa. Um, so I think their trajectory is certainly going outwards. And Mike, I, I mean, it's hard to argue that there's a team that had a better Sunday than the Chicago Bears with how things shook out. The Houston Texans beating the Indianapolis Colts. The Chicago Bears getting the first overall pick and having over $100 million in cap space. What is the trajectory for that team, and can you see them as a team that can contend next year for the NFC North? Yeah, I like the trajectory. Candidly, I would uh, draft Bryce Young guys, and I would try to get a lot of picks for Justin Fields. I just think that Justin Fields has a chance of being a really good quarterback, and I think Bryce Young has a chance to be a superstar. And they did have a great day yesterday, and there's going to be about a dozen teams or so that need a quarterback. Um, so I think they're really seeing from a position of strength here in the coming months. Yeah, Mike, separate those two for us. What puts Justin uh, Fields – on a slightly lower trajectory to you than Bryce Young with what you've seen? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're really different sort of players. Um, Justin Fields is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, he's made tremendous plays with his feet. His passing accuracy is certainly improving. He's ideally built a uh, high-character guy that's broken a ton of tackles and is really a dynamic player. Bryce Young, as uh, Todd McShay, our, our draft expert at ESPN, compared Bryce Young, believe it or not, to uh, Steph Curry. And I actually see the similarities. Like, he is slightly underbuilt. He's not very big. But when you talk about accuracy, arm strength, and anticipation, I think Bryce Young has a chance to be an exceptional top five quarterback in our league for a long time. And uh, I just think he's a rare player. He's a good athlete, not a great athlete. Um, he can make plays with his feet, but he's much more of a traditional pocket passer. I, I like both quarterbacks. I just think Bryce Young's could be a little bit better long-term. Mike T., I, I, what do the Green Bay Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? I, I'm pretty sure that Brian Gutekunst didn't draw it up where he's paying a quarterback $50 million a year not to make the playoffs. In a win-and-end situation, the Packers fell flat on their face and Rodgers didn't play his best ball. What do the Packers do at quarterback moving forward? Well, you got to wait on Aaron Rodgers. That's the contract. So, you know, the ball's in his court. Uh, I think it starts with him, Chris. I think he should have been there for the offseason program. I think he should have developed chemistry with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson much earlier than he did. Not all offseasons are created equal. Like, these, these receivers weren't from Ohio State or Michigan. These were developmental wide receivers, and it took them a while to get going, and I think ultimately it cost them a chance at the playoffs. So, one thing, if I was Brian Gutekunst, Chris, I want an answer, like, right now. I don't want an answer to drag on for several months. That's, that's not fair to us. So your gut instinct is Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, or do you see him retiring or playing elsewhere? I think he retires. I thought last night his body language sort of intimated that. Um, and, look, you get you know, Chris, after a long season, you could be emotional, certainly uh, worn down. But um, 
my gut is it's, it's run its course in Green Bay, and uh, I I think it's you know even the way he was walking off with Randall Cobb, it seemed to me like that wasn't just like the end of another regular season. Mike, great stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, guys. Thank you. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And, of course, this Monday after the season ends, there is always mayhem in the coaching community. And this mayhem moment brought to you by Allstate. Switch to Allstate and save and get protected from this year's mayhem. When I look at these jobs right now, I want no part of the Houston Texans job. (laughs) And then I get to the Denver Broncos. And all I can think is that right now, if you're Sean Payton, you are waiting out the Chargers. Mm. If they win this week, you can't get rid of Brandon Staley. You can't if the Chargers go down and win this week. Are we sure about that? I I mean, it would have to be like you would have to tell me that the quarterback just cannot stand the head coach. And it would be really, really bad. And on or or you could, or Sean Payton could have the Los Angeles Chargers circled as his number one choice. Yeah, it's a clear and obvious upgrade from Brandon Staley. And Brandon Staley would get another job pretty quickly, but and that's, that's fine. fine. Good for Brandon Staley. He's not Sean Payton. Yeah, exactly. And to have him work with a potential top five quarterback in the National Football League, not to mention all of the other players that they have at their disposal on that roster. Let, let's let's put something out there now. It's not like the Chargers are bereft of talent. The fact that oh, they're no. making the wild card no. isn't a surprise to anybody. No. This is a team that needed to be in the playoffs. Otherwise, it would have been a fait accompli that Brandon Staley would be fired. Oh, if, he, if they didn't make the playoffs, he was out. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the expectations that this team has based on the talent that's been assembled. So, if Brandon Staley wins a playoff game, if he beats the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think by any means that means he's safe if Sean Payton decides that he wants that job over the other jobs that are available. Well, but think about the numbers that Mike just put on Sean Payton. Seven for 140. $20 million a year. Yeah. Are the Chargers going to pay a head coach that amount of money? You know, given what their history is. The Spanos family? No, no. Yeah, this is my point. But but here's the thing. Is it going to take that amount of money for Sean Payton? Maybe Sean Payton decides, you know what, I'm cool taking $15 million a year to coach with the L.A. Chargers because I prefer to be in L.A. and I prefer to have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You You don't have to deal with the guesswork in Denver of trying to figure out whether or not Russell Wilson is past it. You don't have to worry about that. My point, Chris, is that at the beginning of this, when we started to hear Peyton the other day and the Broncos asking for permission from the Saints, mm-hmm. my initial thought was Sean Peyton is going to use them for as much leverage as he can. Yeah. And now I'm Keep not Keeping so in sure. mind that they can't interview him until mid-January. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I Now I'm not so sure, and it's simply because I'm not convinced that, A, the job is going to come open right now in, San, in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. And B, that they're going to want to pay him anywhere near what that new Broncos ownership would pay him. Because think about what's going on there, okay? They absolutely handed the keys to the franchise over to Russell Wilson for the next few years. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's two more years before you can even think about getting rid of him from a cap perspective. Yeah, you're stuck with Russell Wilson for now. If you're Sean Payton, I'm either going to make this work with Russell Wilson and fix him, or I can get rid of him for two years, but I'm not going to get blamed. So I want seven years 
if I'm going to go and take the Denver Broncos job. Because that means after those two years, if, if it's not working, I can get rid of them. I can go do what I need to do to get another quarterback that I want to mentor, and I don't have to worry about anything else. I'm the guy running the show, nobody else. Because if Sean Payton does that, if he takes that job and is getting paid that amount of money, he's running the show. And if your ownership, you've already put a quarter of a billion into Russell Wilson, why wouldn't you now double down to try to fix that problem? Well, see, that dynamic is why I believe the Chargers should have more urgency in going after Sean Payton. You mean That's to tell great. me it's that the Chargers? It, uh, well, here's the thing: You're, it's a division rival in the Denver Broncos who would then have Sean Payton. The Kansas City Chiefs have Andy Reid. So going into every season, you're in effect at a coaching deficit. You've got what the third best coach in the division at best. Why would you want to put yourself in that situation when you have a top five quarterback? I'm sorry, if you have a player that's like Justin Herbert, the goal shouldn't be just to make the playoffs every year. It should be to eventually win a championship. Who do you have a better chance of doing that with? Brandon Staley? Or do you have a better chance of doing that with Sean Payton knowing you're going to have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay, well, let's talk about this from another perspective. You brought up something right there that's very interesting and a big part of this, the AFC West. This was a division at the beginning of the year that we expected to be the best in football, maybe one of the best divisions of all time. Yeah. Didn't pan out that way. Not at all. But I think we can agree that there is still a ton of talent on the Denver Broncos, specifically defensively, mm-hmm. that the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going anywhere, as you just outlined, that the Chargers have a lot of good talent there, and the Raiders, nah, they're not awful. Yeah. They're not awful. If you're Sean Payton, do you want to go up against Andy Reid? Do you want to go up against, uh, you know, who's ever coaching the Broncos and Russell Wilson with that defense and all that? Or do you maybe think about if the Bidwells actually paid some money out Going to Arizona. No, Arizona's a disaster, man. With Kyler Murray in that situation, locked into a contract with a player that's coming back from a major knee reconstruction and relies on his mobility to be a playmaker? Yeah. Nah, I have no interest in that Arizona job. And here's the thing. We don't know if Kyler Murray is going to pan out as a good NFL quarterback. I mean, we've made it a foregone conclusion that he will just based on the first three seasons of his career and how we're seeing smaller quarterbacks have some degree of success in the NFL. But, Carlin, if we just look through the annals of NFL history, small guys at the quarterback position don't typically get it done, and they have a hard time staying healthy. Well, he's a guy that just made it work with a small guy. Do you, do you, but here's the thing. Do you want to hitch your wagon to that? Do you think Kyler Murray is Drew Brees? Okay, so Do you think he's Drew Brees? I personally don't. Exactly. I don't either. And so I think whether or not Sean Payton would be interested in that job depends on how he feels about Kyler Murray and then also how he feels about the direction that Arizona wants to go with the person that's going to be buying the groceries in the front office. It feels like it's a messier situation in Arizona than it would be with the L.A. Chargers. And here's the other part of this equation, Carlin. I'll take my chances going up against Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes if you have Justin Herbert. Okay, but just allow me to play devil's advocate for a second for about the NFC West. The Rams are going into a rebuild. Yes. The Seahawks are a team that, in my estimation, this year had a season like the 2015 Jets, mm-hmm. where they got a quarterback who had a career season, who's about to get paid, 
mm-hmm. and their talent on the defensive side is not great. I don't think that this is a team that is ascending with the Seahawks. I think it is a team that is somewhere in the middle and found a way to have a pretty good season with some unexpected positive quarterback play. Here's my point. If the Seahawks took a step back next year, would you be shocked? I would not. <clears throat> so that leaves us with the 49ers. So the my point about it is just simply this. If I have that much belief in myself and I'm going to get a ridiculous amount of money and I really take a look at the kids' game and feel like I can fix them, is it that crazy to take the Arizona job? It, it, it's Here's what I will say why it's – Here's the the outside of the box thinking when it comes to the Arizona job. They do have the third overall pick. Yeah. And so is there the opportunity for Sean Payton to go after one of these signal callers at the top of the draft, whether it be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Will Levis? To me, it would have to be that. Him being sold on one of those guys – to fit his system much more so than rolling with Kyler Murray. Now, I don't know how they would make it work with the contract situation if they could find a way out of that contract. Um, right now it's ugly because they just gave him that extension. But but there's no way that I'm banking on Kyler Murray to be the cornerstone that I'm building my program in Arizona if I'm Sean Payton. Just, just, it's too many variables. Mm. It's too many unknowns. For a player that relies on his mobility to the degree – that Kyler Murray does, I just don't know that I would do that. I don't think that that would be the best job that would be available to him. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can also watch the show on the ESPN app. We are in our brand-new studios. I got to tell you, though, like the problem with the studio is... What's that? Shooting from the side Uh for me is not good. The profile situation, like this is, I'm taking up a lot of space and everybody gets to see it. Well, there's nothing wrong with taking up space. You do it literally and figuratively. I I know, but can you look at this picture right now and say, wow, he's... That guy's got it going on. That's my partner right there. I understand I love that. It. And I appreciate we the fact that you We are a show for back. the big, the bold, and the bald. Well, I will and say the this. When I was getting on a plane last night, coming home, and a couple of different ones because I had to connect... Felt good stretching out that belt, knowing click. No problem. <laughs> there, no you, problem. there you go. Seatbelt extender shaming people. I don't like it. Katia Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We, as we do each and every week during the NFL season, have the top five things and the bottom five things that we saw. Well, up next. Canty will tell you the top five things he saw this weekend. And this list is one you're going to want to hear because it includes a couple that maybe you didn't think of. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, this quote from Joe Douglas just in the last few minutes, the Jets general manager, mm-hmm. regarding Zach Wilson. We've never been a team that has given up on talent early. Says what, the the, Je- what the hell does that mean? It says that uh, they're going to continue to work with Zach. He, he, he can't but, he can't be the guy. But if you're going to continue to work with him, why not play him in the regular season finale when your team is only playing for pride? What the hell are we doing? It's an opportunity to get a young quarterback more reps in an NFL regular season game. Why would you pass on a big fella? Chris, for the fans that actually attended the game yesterday in Miami, oh. they should have been paid to be there. Yeah, can we offer our apologies? 11-6. to six. Yeah, that was bad. And the reason it was 11 is because of a safety on the last play of the game. And I appreciate that safety, by the way. And we'll get into yes, we why do. we appreciate that safety a little bit later on. <laughs> there are on. plenty of people around the yeah, country that appreciated appreciate that safety. That safety. Mm. Yeah, but the Jets were an absolute embarrassment on the offensive side of the ball, Carlin. But water is wet. Nothing is new with that. Yeah. And the biggest issue with this team is that the general manager whiffed on the most important draft pick, the most important decision that he's made since he's got here, which is the quarterback, second overall pick from two years ago. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Did, well, the Jets, did the Jets offense make your bottom five, by the way? Before we get into my top five, oh, did they make their bottom there. five? They're in there. Okay. One person in particular. All right. And it, it, it might be a farewell of sorts. Sheesh, okay. I don't think it's too hard to figure out who that is. All right. At any rate, as we do each and every week on Monday, it is the top five and the bottom five, and we begin with the top Which five. Which teams were great? Breaks a tackle at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! What player was not? Does he hang on? Intercepted! He couldn't hang on! This is the NFL Top 5, Bottom 5. Here's Canty with the Top 5. Number five. Carla, we got to kick this thing off with the AFC number one seed. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not sure if you saw the game on Saturday, but right before halftime, they've got second and three from inside the 10, and the Kansas City Chiefs decided that they were going to play with their food, and they went ring around the rosy out of the huddle. Well, what it was was a damn fine play. It ends up being a direct snap to Jarrett McKinnon, who pitches it to Pat Mahomes, throws back across the formation to Kadarius Toney, 
and seemingly gets into the end zone for a touchdown. Now, the play was nullified because Creed Humphrey was an ineligible receiver downfield. They eventually scored a touchdown on that drive, but just the fact that they would pull something out in a consequential game, they needed that to get the number one overall seed. They're up 14-3 in that situation. They decide to do that. The Kansas City Chiefs simultaneously show a top level of skill and a top level of disrespect. That's damn impressive to do. Here's the thing. That was the equivalent of the worst bat flip you've ever seen. And if the Chiefs were playing baseball, they would have gotten drilled in the back the next time they were up. Yeah, that just shows to show you they're not (laughs) concerned about the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Keeping it pushing. Number four. Carlin, we saw the end of an era in the NFL. That's right. J.J. Watt walking away from the National Football League in his last regular season game, in his final game in the NFL, recorded two sacks. That's the way to go out if you're a defensive lineman. Bringing his career total to 114 and a half sacks, Carlin, over 12 seasons. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he had another six sacks in the postseason. So 120 and a half sacks, not bad for a guy that was the 20th overall pick once upon a time for the Houston Texans. I mean, three-time defensive player of the year, five-time All-Pro. Carlin, he deserved the standing ovation that he got. And just to cap it off, his brothers, T.J. Watt, Derek Watt, rocking the 99 Watt jersey to their game that you covered yesterday Mm -hmm. against the Cleveland Rounds. So shout-out to J.J. Watt, one of the best to ever do it. He deserves his flowers. Number three. Number three, we got to go down to Duval. <laughs> Duval. Who knew that Urban Meyer was getting in the way of the Jacksonville Jaguars going to the playoffs? Credit where credit is due. But it wasn't about Trevor Lawrence in the offense on Saturday night. No, 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 no. It was about the defense, Carlin. They were getting after it. They shut down Josh Dobbs, Derrick Henry in that Tennessee Titans offense. And it was fitting in that game in the fourth quarter that defense would make the deciding play. That was a strip sack by Rayshon Jenkins coming off the corner, untouched, being able to get that sack on Josh Dobbs. Josh Allen, Johnny on the spot, scoop and score 37 yards later, touchdown, and it held up upon review. I know my father was going crazy because he didn't think it was a fumble. A lot of people out there didn't. I thought it was a fumble. Rayshon Jenkins knocked the ball over. The refs saw it the way that I did. So congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And really congratulations to Rayshon Jenkins, who seems to make a lot of big plays in pivotal games. Remember, he was the one that made that interception in overtime against the Dallas Cowboys to seal the victory in that one. So the Jacksonville Jaguars go into the playoffs. It's not just their offense you got to watch out for, also their defense. Number two. Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson, the play calling from the Detroit Lions that's the Detroit Lions. I just pronounced Detroit in French. Uh, yeah, the Detroit Lions in the fourth quarter to seal the win over the Green Bay Packers. In the penultimate drive for the Lions, it was a hell of a decision for Dan Campbell to go for it on fourth and two from their 25-yard line. Rather than settling for a field goal to tie the game, they decided to extend the drive. That ends up resulting in a touchdown. Jamal Williams punches it in. And Carlin on the final drive, the hook and ladder to Amon Ross St. Brown, and then he ends up pitching it to DeAndre Swift to set up a third and short after having second and 17. That was big time. And then, of course, the fourth and one completion, DJ Shark. Again, DJ Shark with some big catches down the stretch to end up icing the game. I I can't say enough about Dan Campbell and having the gall to go for it in that situation. I get it. They didn't have anything to play for, but it meant a lot to that Detroit Lions team 
to make sure that the Packers were watching the playoffs too. Number one. We got to go to Orchard Park, right? Naeem Hines out the box, 96 yards for a touchdown on the opening kickoff. I, I mean, Carlos. Yeah. That, that has to be the feel-good story, not only of Week 18, maybe of the NFL season. The emotion that was going through that stadium, Highmark Stadium yesterday, when the Bills took the field, they had the number three patch on their jerseys for DeMar Hamlin, who we got good news on today that's been discharged from the hospital in Cincinnati. But the level of intensity that that team played with, the urgency that they had, it was reflected in that one play, the opening play by Naeem Hines, who also happened to house another kickoff in the second half in that game. Tremendous performances on all three phases from the Buffalo Bills. We didn't expect anything different. We thought it would be a tall task for the Patriots to try to match the energy level that the Bills would come out with. The Patriots did try to make it a game, but ultimately it was about that team collectively saying, we're going to win this game for DeMar. It feels like a moment for the Buffalo Bills, that can galvanize them on a playoff run. I thought what's, what was cool for Naeem Hines is he talked to Peter King last night um, and on his Football Morning in America column on NBC Sports. He was talking about the fact that DeMar Hamlin was one of the first guys to welcome Naeem Hines when he got to Buffalo and kept saying to him over the last several weeks, you're close, you're about to break it, free Hines. Yeah. Hashtag free Hines. and. Yeah, and, that, and, that was amazing. And, I mean, if you didn't get chills when you heard Josh Allen tell us that it had been three years and three months since the last kickoff return for a touchdown, I mean, you just yeah. you don't you, you you don't have a pulse. Yeah, like you just like it's just you had chills, and you can see that 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 meant something to them. They feel something special with the news that they got about their teammates' welfare, and now being able to use DeMar as a rallying client, knowing how everybody felt about that situation, being able to get that positive news and how that's going to allow them to move forward and get back to doing what they love, which is playing and competing at a high level. I, I like the list a lot. I think there's one issue with it. What's that? You don't have Lovey Smith on it ever anywhere. And the reason is something that I live by. Spite is an underrated emotion. Yes. And on his way out the door... Lovey Smith sticks it to the Houston Texans management by winning that game yesterday. Yeah. And I thought his comment after the game was phenomenal. I'm going to tell these guys who have trained every day of their lives to be winners to go out there and tank it. I don't think so. Yeah. So so who is Lovey Smith replacing on the top five list? I would have made him 5A. Let's put it that way. I, if I could have had a top six list today, that's what I would have so done. So honorable mention. Honorable mention, Lovey Smith. Okay, because, I mean, the only one that I could make an argument to take off would be the Kansas City Chiefs, but I don't because we don't see ring around the Rosie on a football field very often. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> and you're right. That was a special, special level of disrespect. Yes, exactly. But then the skill to pull it off. I love it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, we've got a lot of different coaching jobs that are open and some that may be open in the coming weeks. One guy who's in the playoffs, he may lose his job even if his team wins this week because of a mistake he made yesterday. We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know what Brandon Staley's doing. Like, are you trying to get fired? Like, if they had a Lombardi trophy in the Chargers facility, (laughs) would he have grabbed it and tied it to the back of his car and dragged it around the parking lot? (laughs) <laughs> because, like, that would get you fired, right? Yeah. Because he almost did the equivalent yesterday. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Canty, they are playing starters late into the game when it means absolutely nothing. And what happened, Mike Williams ends up, even though he's probably going to play, he suffered a back injury in the game, uh, some sort of contusion, mm-hmm. and... That's going to be a concern this week leading into the wild card game. Yeah, it's not what you want, Carlin, to put your players in a situation like that where they could risk injury and be physically compromised going into a win or go home situation. Uh, I mean, their matchup against the Jaguars is a favorable one. I mean, according to the FBI, it's a 50-50 chance of being able to win that game in advance to the divisional round. So you want to make sure that you have all of your your best players available to you and that as close to 100% as possible. I, I don't quite know what Brandon Staley was thinking, especially with the way that yesterday unfolded, knowing the outcome of the ravens Bengals game before you even kicked off. Yeah, It just didn't make any sense. I, I, I got to hear this. Here he is explaining his decision. There's a couple of different sound bites here. We were trying to compete in the game, and we only have 48 guys on the team that are active for the game. And so uh, we wanted to make sure that they went – um, a good ways in this football game and competed at a high level. And then when we felt like it was right for them to get out of the game, then that's what we were going to do, slowly phase them out um, so that we get them ready for next week. Was that your decision? Was it you and Tom? Yeah, it's definitely my decision. Tom on board? Yeah, of course. We, go into the, we went into it at the beginning of the week and said, you know, we'll find out before the game what happens, but we have to go play Denver. And uh, we're going to go try and play a good game uh, to the best of our ability and keep everybody safe. Okay, Chris, I I understand that it was a 1 o'clock game versus a 425 game, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes it a little bit trickier. The Giants were in a similar situation, but they knew in advance that they were locked into a spot. Yeah. At the very least, couldn't you play it a little bit halfway? Yeah, I mean, I would have been a proponent of doing what we saw the Bucks do against the Atlanta Falcons. Tom Brady and the starters started that game, and then Todd Bowles phased those guys out yeah. throughout the course of the ball game. I think most of them were out by halftime. So I would have played it like that if I'm Brandon Staley. I'm a proponent of being able to make sure that guys have an opportunity to get some reps 
at game speed just because the intensity and the overall speed of the game ratchets up once you get to the postseason. So I don't necessarily want them to go two weeks without playing in a game. No, 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 of course but not. I want I would want them in the game, get a few reps, play a quarter, maybe two, and then get the hell out and let some of the backups get some reps and get ready for your postseason game. I, I just didn't understand why Brandon Staley left his starters in that long. When you say that you have 48 guys for the game and that's it, you know, you're not walking out there with 23. Yeah. You know, you have guys who you can slide in as backups Yeah, once and, the time becomes appropriate. And, and, Carlin, here's the thing. We're in – when I say treat it like a preseason game, I, I'm being literal because there will be preseason games where the starters play the first quarter and then the backups – you're talking about them playing the remainder of the game. No real rotation to speak of. You're not subbing guys in and out. Those guys are going to have to get reps. I don't give a damn if they got to get an extra IV bag before the game and an extra tortoise shot, but they got to be the ones that are out there because I'm not putting my starters, the guys I'm going to need to win me a playoff game, at risk. And it feels like that's exactly what Brandon Staley did. So, I mean, he always makes decisions that are somewhat questionable when it comes to the analytics of all of it. But, Carlin, this is just one of those common-sense things. There was nothing to be gained other than to make sure that your starters stayed sharp because this team had been playing well of recent. But you got to make sure you get your guys out there before something bad happens. And Brandon Staley was just a little bit too late in yesterday's game. Oh, it was it was late, and I didn't understand it from the get-go. And, look, it's one thing to know in advance, as I was saying with the Giants, but you needed to – play that game exactly how the the Buccaneers did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it, if you're Staley, why you do that. And you've been under fire for your coaching decisions to begin with. I, is it a fair question that in a lot of times it feels like the Chargers win in spite of their head coach? Oh, I, I it, think it's more than fair to make that yeah. statement. Yeah, and that's why I think we still talk about him being on the hot seat right now, even if they were to win this week. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Canty, up next, the Cowboys. Oof. Speaking of not good, they laid an egg. But how does that affect them this week? Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.